Good evening. And this evening, uh, uh, we, we welcome all our guests and, and visitors to the parish, a very busy parish, and uh, a wonderful parish because it's made up of wonderful people. And that's what a parish is, the, the people. The, you are the church, the body of Christ, the mystical body of Christ. And each one of you, each one of us, is called to make up that body and become a living member of the body in Christ Jesus. You know, we have these long summer evenings and it's a wonderful time to uh, maybe relax a bit and uh, maybe turn off the TV and put the, the phones aside and maybe read a book, you know. That's a, it's a great thing to do, you know. It's a wonderful thing. And, uh, you know, Indiana has a lot of wonderful authors. You have uh, uh, Booth Tarkington. If you love poetry, you have uh, James Wickham Riley, the hospital, children's hospital is named after him. You have Kurt Vonnegut and uh, uh, Theodore Dresser, uh, great authors. So you might want to do that, to maybe read one of the authors of Indiana. Or you may want to take time to go back to your college days or high school days and pick up one of those books that you love so much. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe read some Charles Dickens or Robert Louis Stevenson, you know, Treasure Island and some of those wonderful books. So take time to read. It's one of the gifts that God has given us to read and to think. But you need silence for that. You have to be quiet in a very noisy world. And of course, I would urge you to read a gospel. You know, if everyone here uh, would this summer read one gospel slowly and thoughtfully and prayerfully, a great change would take place in all of us. The moment that we allow the Word of God to enter our hearts and our minds, to penetrate us deeply in our being, when we allow that, and He stands at the door and knocks, when we open that door to Him, we'll never be the same again. So you might think about that just to read a gospel. Now, tonight in our first reading, I think it's a very uncomfortable reading about the shepherds. And uh, in the people of Israel, the shepherd was uh, equated, or very often shepherd and king were used together. That these are the people that rule Israel in the commandments of God. And they betrayed. And very much in our own times today, we can't avoid the scandals that have so hurt 
and wrecked havoc with the church, the, the body of Christ that we cherish so much. And so we should always pray for good shepherds. Recently, I have a friend that I have not been uh, talking to very much, and I uh, contacted him, and he replied, he said, I'm very busy. He said, I'm sorry I haven't been able to talk with you. But he has a small farm, and he said, I have a hundred sheep now, and they're lambing. They're giving birth. And he said, I don't have much time to talk or to do anything. And uh, uh, I just simply replied, well, you're the good shepherd. You know, sheep are very docile, and they're very dependent. And uh, they are trustful. And even in birth, they have to be assisted, unlike other animals. They take a lot of time and a lot of care. The reason why I think our Lord said, I am the good shepherd. He gave his life for each one of us. He died for us. He loves us so much. He is truly the good shepherd. And you know the mark of a, of a good shepherd is, I think the first mark of a good shepherd is compassion. And then the second mark of a good shepherd is mercy. You know, the word compassion means simply that we are willing to enter in the joyful or the sad inner essence of another person. That we're willing to do that. That's compassion. You know, so often we associate compassion with sadness, don't we? We say, well, they're compassionate. But it all has to do with joy and happiness. You know, the first child that's born in the family, you know, the very first one, and father and mother hold that child in their arms, they have compassion. They have entered in the joyful experience of their hearts. Mystical, wonderful. And how can you put that in words? But we use the word compassion. Or sometimes it's, as an example, we see another person that we love very, very much suffering. And we enter into that. We identify ourselves with that. And then the suffering that goes with that, so often we can't do anything about it. You know, I think Mary, when she saw Jesus carrying the cross, or she stood at the cross, her heart was full of compassion. But she, the terrible suffering that she couldn't stop his suffering. We've all experienced that in some way in our life. Someone that we love very much or perhaps someone that we seldom see or know 
but we know they're in great sorrow and we have compassion. It's a beautiful quality of being human. Then that word mercy. Mercy is akin to justice. You can't have mercy unless you first have justice. You can't be merciful unless you know what justice is. So let's take an example. Let's say someone is up before the judge <laughs> and he's committed some crime or, and uh, the, the, the sentence for that is 10 years. The judge may look at circumstances surrounding that and he may mitigate the sentence to five years. That's mercy. He may not have any compassion for the crime or any compassion for the individual that committed the crime, but he's willing to exercise mercy for circumstantial evidence that allows him to mitigate the sentence. Now the wonderful thing about Jesus as a good shepherd, his, his love is infinite. His love is perfect. You cannot separate the compassion of Jesus from his mercy. It's one. And when we say so easily that Jesus loves us and died on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Compassion and mercy. He's so good to us. St. Francis of Assisi, in this beautiful canticle to the sun, you know, he sang that, you know, he had a wonderful voice. But here's some words he said. Praise be my Lord for all those who pardon one another for love's sake and endure weakness and tribulation. Blessed are they who peacefully shall endure for thou, O Lord, most high shall give them a crown. When we follow the commandments of Jesus, then we're called to be compassionate and merciful. And we're all called to be good shepherds. Good shepherds to one another. And forgiveness and love and bearing with one another's weakness.